hypocrisy is toxic to revival. I want to speak on that today. There's purchased with an illustration. There's this form of mercury that's extremely toxic called dimethylmercury. And most people were not aware of this until 1996 when an incident happened at Dartmouth College. There's a professor there named Karen Wetterhahn who was experimenting with the chemical in a lab when she accidentally spilled one or two drops of it on her latex gloves. She assumed that the gloves protected the chemical from absorbing into her skin, uh, but she was fatally mistaken. Five months later, she realized something was wrong when she started having blurred speech and fatigue. And yet, despite getting treatment for removing heavy metals from her blood, within three weeks, this 48-year-old woman, Karen, went into a coma and, and some months later passed away. Just one or two drops of something so toxic it can terminate your life. I want to talk about today how hypocrisy is similar to this. That just two drops of hypocrisy can prevent or terminate God's reviving work in our hearts and in our communities. Hypocrisy is toxic to revival. And Jonathan Edwards talked about this in his preface to his book called Religious Affections. He talked about hypocrisy as in the terms of counterfeit religion. And I want to read a section from that to you. Um, and when you hear it, when he says, by this, he's referring to counterfeit religion or hypocrisy. What Jonathan Edwards says, it is by the mixture of counterfeit religion with true, not discerned to distinguish, that the devil has had his greatest advantage against the cause and kingdom of Christ all along hitherto. It is by this means, principally, that he has prevailed against all revivings of religion that ever have been since the first founding of the Christian church. By this, he hurt the cause of Christianity in and after the apostolic age, much more than by all the persecutions of both Jews and heathens. The apostles in all their epistles show themselves much more concerned at the former mischief, his hypocrisy, than the latter persecutions. By this, Satan prevailed against the Reformation, began by Luther and Zwingli and others, to put a stop to its progress and bring it into disgrace. Ten times more than by all those bloody, cruel, and before unheard of persecutions of the Church of Rome. By this, principally, he has prevailed against the revivals of religion that have been in our nation since the Reformation. By this, he prevailed against New England to quench the love and spoil the joy of her espousals about a hundred years ago. And I think I have had opportunity enough to see plainly that by this, the devil has prevailed against the late great revival of religion in New England. So happy and promising in its beginning. Here, most evidently, has been the main advantage Satan has had against us. By this, he has spoiled us. It is by this means that the daughter of Zion in this land now lies on the ground in such piteous circumstances as we now behold her, with her garments rent, her face disfigured, her nakedness exposed, her limbs broken, and weltering in the blood of her own wounds and in no wise 
able to arise and this so quickly after her late great voice and hopes. Jonathan Edwards saw for himself the corrupting, corroding effect of hypocrisy. And this was the case in our Lord's teachings as well. He warned about the danger of this to his disciples. They saw it all around them in the Pharisees. Yet he pointed it out to them in Matthew 16, 6. He said, watch and beware of leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I just want to briefly go over three different aspects of hypocrisy as we meditate on this. And as we go through it, really help us to examine ourselves and see what ways we are prone to hypocrisy. And then as well, how can we fight against this tendency to hypocrisy? We know the world, the flesh, and the devil are against us in this regard. We have world all around us that runs in, in in such a hypocritical way. Even all the religions of the world are so hypocritical. We have our own sinful hearts, our flesh, and then we have the devil who is working against us in this regard too. First, first aspect of hypocrisy that I want to think about is the hypocrisy is praise-seeking. It wants to be noticed and praised. We see this especially in, in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus wants us to watch out for the temptation to seek praise from others, from promoting ourselves so that others have a high opinion of us. Matthew 6, verse 1, our Lord says, Take heed or beware that you do not do your charitable deeds before men. Jesus goes on to talk about how the Pharisees, they would they would behave in, in their uh, giving in their, their praying and their fasting in hypocritical ways. And, and he, he exposes this hypocrisy. He says in verse two, the hypocrites, they blow a trumpet when they give their gifts because they want to be noticed and praised. He says in verse five, the hypocrites pray in the street because they want to be noticed. They want to be praised. In verse 15, hypocrites fast and they make sure it's known to others. So that they're noticed and praised. This desire to be noticed and praised is, is one of the ways our hearts can go in the way of hypocrisy. So what should we aim at instead? Well, Jesus tells them, instead of seeking the praise of men, seek your father's pleasure and praise. Give in secret, only desiring to be seen and praised by our father. Pray in secret, only desiring to be seen and praised by our Father who sees in secret. Fast in secret. Only desiring to be seen and praised by your Father. Because we, instead of being driven by the praise of men, we, we just want to please our Father and do not care for men's applause. The second aspect of hypocrisy we see is, is often outward focused. And Matthew 23 is a very key passage and for us in, in exposing hypocrisy where the Lord warns the Pharisees and Sadducees um, and scribes with these, these woes, these six woes. Uh, and down in, into that passage in verse 25, Jesus gives two pictures of how hip hypocrisy is often focused on the outside. 
He says in verse 25 of Matthew 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but, in, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. And then verse 27, he gives a picture of a tomb. Pretty on the outside, but ugly inside. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside be full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. So his admonition here is, is do not focus on cleaning the outer cup when the inside's dirty. Clean the inside of the cup and then the outward will follow. So what should we aim at here? A clean heart before God. The Lord desires our hearts to be clean. He calls us in, in 2 Corinthians 7, 1 to cleanse ourselves. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. The Lord desires us to come with clean hands and pure hearts into his presence. And so we must not forget the importance of dealing with the heart before God. Last of all, we see hypocrisy is self-deceived. Self-deceit along with pride is one of the deepest roots of all hypocrisy. We see these, these two words, deceit and hypocrisy, going together in 1 Peter 2, verse 1. So put away all deceit and hypocrisy. I think this is why hypocrisy is so natural to us, because we know Jeremiah 79, the heart is deceitful above all things. We are so prone to deceive ourselves, and that can lead to this hypocrisy. James 1.26 talks about the self-deceived hypocrite. James says, if any, anyone thinks he's religious and doesn't bridle his tongue, deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Here's a person who thinks they're, they're a moral person. They're, they don't have any problems, and yet they cannot control their tongue. James says, you deceive yourself. Your religion is worthless because... In reality, you have heart problems that have led to a tongue problem. So what should we aim at instead here? Instead of self-deceit, we should aim at self-honesty, true confession of sin before God, and a true understanding of our nature in the light of God's word. This passage in James points to how the word of God is like a mirror. We come to it and it shows us what we're like. We see ourselves for who we are. And then we realize our need to conform to God's standard. And in 1 John 1.8, it reminds us how important confession is. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, there's the opposite. Instead of overlooking our sins, excusing our sins, which is just deception, confessing our sins, is coming and admitting our sins before God. Psalm 32, blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, in whose spirit there is no deceit. 
The Lord desires us to come with honesty before him. And in conclusion, let's keep looking to Christ. Jesus committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth, 1 Peter 2.22. He had no hypocrisy, and let's keep our eyes on him and follow him. And let's draw near through Christ. Don't let the idea of hypocrisy keep you from prayer, keep you from seeking the Lord. Because Hebrews 10.19, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near with, with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Jesus has died to rid us from hypocrisy, and his blood can cover us and cleanse us from all this hypocrisy so that we can come with confidence and draw near to him and know he accepts us because he has dealt with that sin. May the Lord help all of us and prevent us from letting this toxic hypocrisy destroy us or prevent God's work in our lives.